Hello, and welcome to the Tiny Moments Podcast. My name is Taylor Francisco, and I'm your host. The Tiny Moments Podcast is all about appreciating those tiny moments in life because one day you're going to look back and realize they were actually the big moments. Expect a lot of conversations about life, self-love, growth, and sometimes TMI. I hope that if you're listening, you take something away from this episode or you feel inspired or maybe you just feel a little bit happier than you did earlier. Thank you so much for being here with me and let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the Tiny Moments podcast. My name is Taylor from taylorfrancisco.com and I am a social media manager, writer, content creator, and more. Today's episode is super exciting. We have Clarissa, AKA the owner of multi-location, award-winning Bare Body Sugaring. She's here with us today and I can't wait for you to virtually meet her if you somehow don't already know who she is. Clarissa is a boss-ass businesswoman, mom, and wife from Winnipeg, Manitoba. She has the most beautiful family, and she shares snippets of her daily life through stories on Instagram. She recently became a high-level beauty business coach on top of everything that she's already doing. I think what drew me to her the most is the fact that she started her business in her basement as a single mom from scratch. Watching her journey has inspired and encouraged me because she's someone who hasn't come from a lot like myself, but she's built a huge, huge empire. Clarissa, do you want to introduce yourself? Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful to spend the time with you. I do own three locations in Winnipeg, and we have about a team of 30 people. I'm a mom of two. One is 10 years old, and my baby girl is two, and I've been married for four years, been together for almost nine, and yeah, I have about three companies that I run here, and it is pure chaos, but I love it. (laughs) That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy life to be here. I was going to ask you as one of my questions how long you've been married, but now I know. (laughs) So I want to first ask you about sugaring, and like, what made you want to get into that? So when I first started, it wasn't as much of a mainstream thing, like it wasn't as popular as waxing was. Right. But I had taken a weekend course years and years ago, and I found myself a single mom with a young baby, and I really didn't know what I could do at home that I could make money, but also take care of my kid. So I thought, okay, I got certified to do body sugaring. Actually, my sister was also in the industry, so I was familiar with it from her. Mm -hmm. And I just started sugaring out of my house. I thought, okay, If I can sugar just a few people, it'll pay for his formula. Luckily, I had family that I could depend on where I would go and eat at their house. And, you know, so I didn't have to worry about that. But um, it was great to be able to have a business that I could really just work around my son's schedule because it was just the two of us. And I would work when he was napping. I actually brought a little playpen into (laughs) my sugar room and he was just a baby. So of course, like he had no idea what was going on, (laughs) Right. but it was great. Like I started it out of necessity and it became something that I truly loved. Like I loved the way that people left feeling. And I just knew that there was something missing in the hair removal industry. And I just thought, I found it and I'm going to focus on it. So here we are, I want to say 13, almost 14 years later. Wow. We have three locations, like a ton of team members and yeah, it's doing great. And we're looking to expand and where we will find the time, I don't know, but <laughs> that's the plan. 
That's amazing. I love that you said you started something out of necessity, which then has obviously now turned into a passion because you love how people feel when they leave. So I guess maybe now, what is the heart behind your business? So started from necessity to became a passion. What's the heart behind it now? And what are like your overarching goals with Bare Body Sugaring? So my biggest goals that the biggest things for me was that one, I could create a workplace that people loved being in. So my team is amazing. Most of them have been with me for years. So I love that aspect. The second thing was that I wanted, especially being a mom, like I am like I have been so insecure about, and I think people in general are about mm-hmm. like my private parts and what it looks like. And I wanted to create a place that was like judgment-free that you wouldn't have to worry about that at all and somewhere where you'd be like wow I feel good like I like I'm good now and that's kind of what it became it was breaking beauty industry standards like it was showing that regular people regular moms you can get sugar it's not just certain people that can do it and I wanted to create a, a space of inclusivity and that's what we did and I love it that's amazing. Also, I don't think I've ever told, maybe I have DM'd you this, but your like team environment, I feel just looks so fun. And when I started my business, I was literally like, okay, I want to run mine. How, I mean, obviously, you know, social media and whatever, it can look a certain way, but I can tell that it is genuine because your staff literally posts about working there all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. So when I started my business and we talked about hiring team members, I was like, okay, I want to run this, how like Clarissa is running her stuff because it looks fun. I want it to be inclusive. I want it to be like, I'm excited to work and I'm not dreading going in there. So I think that's really amazing. And I think you portray that really well. And I think it's a good example for business owners who are looking to expand and hire a team. Yeah, exactly. I love it. I mean, we're not perfect. Like there have been a couple hiccups. <laughs> yeah. Um, but for the most part, it's just like the girls have thrown like a surprise birthday party. Like, you know, they invite me on trips with them. Like it's just such a nice dynamic. Like a lot of them even come to my family birthday parties or my kids' birthdays. And that's so nice just to be able to have that close friendship with them. Because for the most part, people say like, you know, don't bring your employees into this. Mm-hmm. To me, I don't look at them like my employees. They're my coworkers. Yeah. I actually don't let them call me their boss when they do. I'm like, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. I'm your coworker because I want to be on like a level playing field with them. And I want them to know that I'm working with them. They're not working for me because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, without them, I wouldn't have a business. And for sure. a lot of that can get kind of lost in you know, the buzz of things when people are starting a new company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely think like, Hiring a team for me was stressful in that it's it's hard to delegate. And I also, I want to create that kind of family environment. And you hear people say that a lot, you know, like, don't don't get too close with your coworkers. Yeah. But I, I would disagree. Like, if yeah. you have the right team, like, what's wrong with being close with them? So I wanted to know, like, what was your experience in finding that team? Because obviously you had to seek these amazing people out. So what was that like and how do you feel like you attracted the right people for your business? Oh my gosh, it's definitely been a process. Like I said, we're yeah. not perfect, like there have been hiccups. Um, but honestly, it's as soon as I meet someone, like I know, like I yeah. just, and I've actually hired, to this day, the people that are still with me have literally had the worst interviews. And <laughs> but I just know I can see their heart that they're like, they're just so nervous. They're yeah. so worried about getting the job. Like I can't 
see their personality really shine through, but I know that they're genuine people. And at the, at the end of the day, that's who you want on your team. Mm-hmm. I love that. I feel the same way. I, I feel like people have actually been like, how can you go based off of a vibe? But if you know, you know, yeah, you can, right? You can actually feel energy. Yeah. And it's crazy. Like when I interview people, I can feel their energy like instantly. And it's so crazy. Like mm-hmm. it's different over FaceTime or, you know, over the phone, but in person you really feel it. And I think that's kind of where my spiritual side comes in, where I can just, mm-hmm. I can literally read someone in 10 seconds. Yeah. And every time that I've gone against my intuition, it has never mm-hmm. ended up which is crazy. Cause you know, everyone's always saying, trust your gut, trust your intuition. And every time I've gone against it, it's definitely been in the ass. So. Well, I think like we've been taught to go against it, right? Like even in school, oh, check over your work, double check, get a partner, yeah. you know? So you're never taught to just be sure in your decision. Mm-hmm. And you're always taught, oh, you need a, a reason on paper to back up what you're saying, mm-hmm. which like, yes, I have a major in English. So I get it when it comes to like writing a paper and things like that. But sometimes it really is energy. Yeah. It's the vibe. And I feel like a lot of business owners don't really get that. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to dive more into your spirituality I saw you post about this recently I saw that you also posted about a book which is now sold out which I I don't think is a coincidence (laughs) that is so crazy to me okay so what was the book and do you want to explain like how your spirituality plays into your life and your business yeah absolutely so I'm more quiet about my my spirituality on social media like I'm not I'm not gonna be like, so you need to do this, this, and this because you need to do this to be spiritual. I'm more so like, um, you know, feel like feel what your body is telling you, like mm-hmm. really just get in tune with your intuition. So I've been spiritual since like before it was cool, like <laughs> yeah, to the point where people be like, oh, you're that girl. Like, but yeah. now it's cool, which is so awesome to me because I'm like, yes, come join this side. I love yeah. it. But when we first started opening our locations many years ago, like back in 2014, literally before we would paint the walls, I would write on every single wall my goals with the space, okay. the energy I didn't want in the space. Uh, we would cleanse it. So then we would paint under it, but I would know that that stuff was under it, which was right. really cool. It's so cool. Um, and then I would actually have the space blessed. And that really makes a huge difference in getting out the old energies from what was in the space previously. And I know this sounds so crazy. And when I interview people, they're like, wait, what did you just ask that? <laughs> but I actually hire my locations based on their uh, sun and moon zodiac signs. Because oh. I went to this... Oh my gosh, this must have been like three or four years ago now. It was like the girl boss summer okay. in New York City with yeah. Sophia Amoruso. She's like my idol. I am obsessed with her. She built like literally a multi-million dollar company out of the trunk of her car. So she had all of these speakers come and I got to listen to them for like 12 to 13 hours a day. And one of them said, do this, hire your team based on their zodiac signs. I'm like, that is actually nuts, but I'm going to do it. So it's actually worked. So in my, uh, in my interviews, I'm like, okay, so what, and what's your zodiac sign? And people are like, what? Did you really just ask that? But it, you know, it throws people off of like the basic interview questions. Yeah. And I do place each location off of their signs and they all work just so magically. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. Like you can only have one certain sign at each location. Like it's, yeah, yeah it's wild how much it's like accurate and it's played like, and, and it's even people that don't know what their zodiac sign is. I just ask them what their birthday is. I figure it out and they're like, wow, I was meant to be at this location. Wow. Or I've had certain people 
placed at different ones and then realizing, okay, I was right. Just because they're closer to that one, it, they actually lie better at this one. So, yeah, so that's been one. The Power Wish book. Which, that's the one. I was yeah. like, what is the name? I literally saw so many people posting about it after. And I was like, okay, well, now I feel like I want to hop on this. But it's sold out. Like, oh, my God. Like, it's so crazy. I know people are getting the audiobook, but it's actually not the same. Because every time I write mine, I go back to my book. Yeah. So, I got this book last summer. And I swear to you, it was life-changing. Like, it was... And it sounds so hippy-dippy, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. Even my husband was like, oh, my God. And he's used to, like, oh, my BS. Yeah. And he was like, you're really wishing that moon, but okay. So the te- that really is what it is. And to be honest, like, every sign, I wouldn't really care about every other sign except because I'd be like, I want to know what mine is. So mine's a Leo. Mm-hmm. And... I would only read like, okay, what about a Leo sun, a Leo moon? Like, I just want to know about those. But the book actually teaches you to harness the strengths of each and every sign to your advantage to create and manifest your own goals. So for certain signs, like their strengths are like stamina, loyalty, being in the spotlight, starting new endeavors. Mm -hmm. So you'd use like the Leo energy on those new moons and full moons in order to manifest so instead of being like I wish for this you would say um, and it teaches you exactly how to write them like I intend or thank you so a new right. one is for new beginnings so it's I intend to create this course to do xyz and then a full moon is giving your gratitude so it represents like a full cycle of things so you would say even though it hasn't happened yet you would say thank you so much universe for creating this super successful course for me thank you so much i see you and i hear you and i appreciate it and so you're really just whatever power you believe in you're Mm -hmm. just kind of giving thanks to it so you know if there's different gods you believe in the universe you can really just replace whatever you're thinking in there so ever since i did that and the universe is very visual so if you think about it in the sense and they talk about it like this in the book that when a corporation is getting a ton of resumes they're not like they're just kind of scoping through them. You have to find the ones that are giving out. And the way the universe rewards is by people giving back, loving, and being abundant. Mm-hmm. And that's who they reward. Because would you want to give your money to someone who's going to keep it all for themselves? Or would you want to give your money to someone that you know is going to share with other people? Right. Obviously the latter. So it teaches you how to um, really become favorable of the universe. And... It's crazy because I will say, like, growing up and how we were raised, it was like, you know, it's mine, mine, mine. Yeah. And, oh, someone else's competitor? No, no, no. They can't have it. And I will say, like, I was like that before. Especially mm-hmm. when I first started my business, it'd be like, oh, my God, no one else can start a sugaring business. And it, right. it can create such harsh relationships in your life. It could, and it's not, it's not a nice energy. And it actually takes more work to be like that. It creates more of like a disruption in your whole, not even just like your inner person, but in your whole karmic cycle. So ever since I started realizing that the more that you look at the universe as abundant and never ending, the more that the universe will give to you. It sounds so crazy, so hippy-dippy, I know, but ever since I started kind of practicing my business that way, it's been nothing but up. And... So in doing so, like, be, you know, being like that good person, giving back, mm-hmm. um, which I've always done on top of your journal entries, 
the universe is very visual. So like I'll clip out like little magazine clippings with like my journal and everything that I have written. And I wanted to test this out before like I even shared with anyone. Right. Um, so ever since I started doing that last July, or I guess this, oh my God, I don't even know what. <laughs> Everything's a yeah. blur right now. I don't so know. It was June or July. And literally every two weeks I would make like a new, um, new moon wish or a full moon wish and everything would come true. And I'm like, hey, what? the actual <laughs> hell is going on so then after like I practiced it I tried it I'm like I want to share this with everyone else so I did not think it was going to go crazy like <laughs> I did I was yeah. honestly like okay it'll be like whatever people wishing on the moon and people that didn't believe in it were like holy shit this actually works yeah and so now yeah that book is sold out um, damn it, it. <laughs> I'm sure you can get it on Amazon now but yeah yeah it's really cool that to be able to intertwine that spiritual side with my business side because those are two things that I really, really love. So to be able to cross them together has been so cool. I think that's amazing. And I love that you're like, you don't care that some people might view that as like, you know, people always say, oh, don't mix spirituality and this and that. But like, where is the real book? Exactly. You know? <laughs> and look at this most successful people. Even I was watching an interview with Big Sean he had with Jay Shetty um, on On Purpose. Yeah. He was talking about manifestation the entire time and spirituality. Yeah. It's actually even like someone like Drake. He's yeah. talked about how he had like a certain picture of his yep. mansion he was going to have on his laptop. And I'm like, that is People have subtly been talking about it for years, but now that it's so, like, people accept it now, they're not, like, crazy, you know? Yeah. People are doing it, and it's so cool to see people's lives actually just transform. Drake actually said that he would drive down the street where his mansion is in Toronto now with his friend or something just trying to manifest, and now he has it. Yeah. Like, it's crazy, and I I wonder, though, like, I know that people are more into it now, and I know it's a little bit more, like, people are accepting of it, but I also wonder, like, is it because we are so immersed in it and we like you know like attracts like so is it now that we're just seeing more of it or maybe it's a combination of both i don't know maybe maybe it's been both because you know when you, that whole principle of you know when you start shopping for a certain car that's yeah. all you see are those cars yeah totally and maybe it is like that once yeah. you start you know kind of dabbling into it you start seeing all these other people and meeting all these other people that are just as into it as you are yeah and it's interesting too even having you on the show originally like and I had thought of this like months ago um and I am just kind of starting to do guests now because of COVID and all the things whatever but like I hadn't even thought of your spiritual side at all um but that's been my journey over the last maybe two years not to say that I wasn't spiritual but I was just very I used to have a very victim mindset Mm -hmm. where just everything was happening to me and not for me and whatever I was a little uneducated in this whole thing but even having you on now and having this conversation like none of this is what I wrote in the brief I had like I had one small question on it but like you know that's that proof to me is that you know we're connecting for a reason and we're sitting here for a reason um I just think it's interesting because yeah like this whole brief has nothing to do with spirituality but I'm still here for it I love it love again just that you are confident in bringing that into the business world because people often say like I literally had someone I was working with on a brand deal like many years ago and I kind of decided you know I don't really want to move forward with this I didn't have a real reason I just kind of said it's just based off of energy and they said oh that's how you run your business 
I'm like, yeah, it is actually. And I don't care that you think it's weird. Like, you know, and I think more people need to talk about it. Um, So I just love that you're, you're confident with that. Thank you. Of course. So I wanted to know, because obviously you are super influential. The book is literally sold out again. I do not think that's a coincidence. So I just wanted to know, like, have you ever considered being I hate the word influencer, but you know, <laughs> someone like that, or cause you know, right now your Instagram's private even. So, mm-hmm. um, maybe do you want to tell us why? And then if you've ever considered like being an influencer? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I f- an influencer, I feel like it has, people don't, one of my close friends is an influencer mm-hmm. and I don't think people realize how much work it really is. Yep. <laughs> and I see what she, like, she literally spends, like, full days on campaigns. And I think people think you just sit at home, take your pictures with products, you send it in, give out a discount code, done. And yeah. it's like two minutes. She literally spends hours and hours on blogs and campaigns and photo shoots and captions. Mm-hmm. And I already run three companies. So I truly just, you know, I just don't have... It to add to my plate right now mm-hmm. you know if people do approach me and they ask me like to post something I will only post things on my Instagram that I genuinely want to share that I believe in the product things like that which I think is I don't know I feel like it's just more of a my audience is so engaged so I want they to bring are. Them, yeah I want to bring them things that that I truly love not stuff that I'm just getting paid to do if totally. that makes sense And yes, my Instagram has been private for about a year and I've loved it. I've been on this journey of inner peace Mm -hmm. and one of the things was stop making myself so available to everyone and I felt like I was constantly pouring out of my cup to all these people that I had no idea who they even were. Yeah. I'm like, I'm spending hours of my day to strangers explaining to them why my daughter's jumping on a trampoline. all these random things and I'm like why am I doing this there's no point so I closed it up and for the past year I've really just focused on myself my inner healing my own peace and without having to deal with any outside noise mm-hmm. it's not to say that I won't go public in the future but for now I've just been kind of really enjoying like my bubble and being in it and yeah I don't really feel the need to really go public right now but it might change in the future but for now I'm just happy where I'm at right now yeah and I think that because you're private I almost feel like your audience is that much more engaged because they're like okay this is a privilege to be in Clarissa's world right <laughs> like and it truly is like no matter if your your profile is public or private it is a privilege to have someone or to be welcomed into someone's life like that um and even when you know thinking of this podcast I wanted to say oh I feel like and we both said it you know we feel like we know each other already for sure but I do understand that as much as you share your family life and business and all these things like it is such a small snippet of your life Mm -hmm. even just having this conversation about spirituality it's not something you super dive into really deep all the time um and so I think that's what people forget is that you know people are going to criticize you over what you're doing with your kids or what you're not doing which is 
beyond me. Like, I can't believe people even comment on that. That's crazy. But, you know, they feel they have the right because you share little snippets, which Mm -hmm. I think is crazy. So I think it's really cool that you're going a different route with this and being a little more low key and just having that bubble. I think that's really great. And obviously it's doing well for you because you just seem like you have such a positive vibe and like a happy glow. So obviously it's working. Thank you. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm good. I'm at peace. That's great. I wanted to ask actually about how you kind of keep your peace because obviously you've got multiple locations, a bunch of staff. You recently just became a business coach. So like, how do you balance all of that with your husband, your kids, business, like a social life? Because apparently you have an amazing group of friends too. You just traveled like, you know, how do you balance all of that? I am very, very strict with my schedule right and by strict I mean I have certain things so I read this book David Goggins and it's called Can't Hurt Me one of the best books I've ever read I will probably recommend people are waiting for another (laughs) book recommendation oh I got the first dibs I'm gonna go buy this today (laughs) before it's sold out his book is so cool because his journey has been about oh my god the, his just his life story i was crying i was sitting in the hotel that i was reading <laughs> and crying and i'm like oh my god i'm just such a mess but he talks about how the human mind and the human capacity is so much larger than we think mm. so people are like okay whatever hours works i'll just use nine to five as a, as a thing mm-hmm. and then it's people are exhausted by the 5 p.m but he talks about pushing yourself just 1% every day or every month. So say, yes, you're exhausted by 5 p.m., which I am too. Like, I'm probably on my third cup of coffee by then. <laughs> I'm like, hey, if I can just fit in five more emails, that's five more emails that I would have sent yesterday, then I'm ahead by my, for my date by the next day. And I would apply that to everything, even my workouts. I will say, okay, I'm going to run a kilometer. The max I can do because I'm exhausted, but I'm gonna run 1.1 today. And so for me, it's always being better than I was the day before. Mm-hmm. So applying that to my life schedule, it's very I need to get. So he talks about having your checklist of your of the things that I forget what he calls it, but your checklist of the things that you need to get done every day. So mine is workout. So I wake up at like 4:30 or 5. Mine is workout. Spend time with my kids in the morning so we don't have any TV time, nothing in the morning. And we drop them off. That one is super important to me. Dropping off my kids at school and picking them up is super important to me. And obviously feeding them, running my business, and spending time with my husband. So we looked at our schedule for the month and we said, okay, so we need to have minimum three dates. So we schedule mm-hmm. them. My kids. I love that. Yeah. We need to. And we book our babysitters in advance so we're not scrambling last minute. And then through the week, we can we schedule our workouts. And then we pick the top 10 things that we need to get done that month. And we break them down by week and then by day. So as long so that you're not overwhelmed, we really just take a step back. We actually plan it like all on this big whiteboard and we break them down by little tasks. And that's what I teach in my coaching as well. It's because mm-hmm. if you look at things as this like whole uphill thing, you'll be like, oh my God, I can't do it. Okay, bye. Yeah. Shut down because that's what I do. Literally, okay, bye. That's me. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so I just make sure that I'm breaking things down into like daily tasks. And if I get them done and I'm a very like reward type person. Same. So I'll be like, okay, if I do all these things, and I'm done by the end of the week, 
I am going to take myself for my favorite lunch or I'm going to take myself to chapters and buy myself my favorite book. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, I can do those things if I want to, but I really work on a reward system. Same. <laughs> yeah. It sounds crazy, but so, yeah, that's how I organize my schedule. I'm very, very guarded with the time that I do have that's open or available. So, for example, Sundays is the one day I refuse to work book meetings uh, or see anyone. I spend it with just my family. Of course, if there's like a family holiday or something, like we'll go to that. But it's one day a week where Adam, my husband, and I just spend it with our kids. And mm-hmm. it really just refuels us, it gets us regrouped. And I just feel so good that I got to spend all that quality time. I put my phone down. And I did this for a while where I was batch hosting. So I would just do a whole photo dump at the end of the week. And mm-hmm. I was off my phone a lot more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so just... Long story short, just being super guarded with my schedule and making sure I'm not saying yes to everything. So I probably say no to more things than than I say yes to. I think that's something a lot of business owners need to work on, myself included, because I always feel like, okay, you know, if I don't take this opportunity, like it's never going to come again, or I try and say yes to everything and then I end up burnt out. Yeah. And it's awesome. You're not serving anyone. Totally. And that's like, I think the hardest lesson I had to learn in my last, I mean, realistically, we just launched the business June 1st, so it's very new, Yeah. but I just didn't realize how important it is to have a full cup, you know, because if my cup is empty, what am I pouring you? Exactly. (laughs) You know? Yeah. And that whole saying, you can't pour from an empty cup. For me, waking up and being able to go to the gym, sauna, have like a meditation session, that stuff is really important to me. Even if it's not meditating, if I can just like veg out on my phone for like 30 minutes, I'm happy with that. And it works for me because I'm like, hey, I can do anything. I fill my cup. What does everyone else need? Totally. And I, yeah, again, I just think that's so important for business owners, for moms, for anyone, really, mm-hmm. because it's true. Like we hear that saying all the time. We're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But it's just, it's so true. And that's yeah. like, for me, I feel like because you know this, I'm going for surgery soon. I'm going to have legit two months where I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. I'm actually excited because I want, <laughs> well, one, there's two weeks where I can't say yes to anything yeah. for sure. After that though, I really want, like, I feel like I get into this pattern where I have a really strict routine and then I'm like, oh, I'll just break it sometimes. And then, you know, at the end of the day, like I'm, I'm the one who has to deal with that, you know, yeah. and then in turn, everyone else I interact with, whether that's my clients, my friends, my family, you know, I'm not going to be a hundred percent. So I definitely am like using you as my inspo right now for this routine, except I don't think I'll ever wake up at 4.30 AM and be like happy about it, which I was going to ask, like, is that genuinely a time that you feel works best for you or has that been kind of tough to like to do that oh my god no one can talk to me at that time <laughs> like I say to my husband don't even look at me don't, don't breathe around me, me. <laughs> I'm here to work out and that's it thank god like we have a home gym so thank god for that yeah but yeah like I can, I'm not a morning person but it is the only time that I have in my day to actually work out so I force myself to my husband is like very chipper and he's like I'm going to help you sleep and I'm like I'm like not okay right now but yeah it's it was an adjustment like I started with half an hour increments and it's actually not waking up early that's hard it's going to bed early oh that's my biggest struggle yeah I have FOMO because I'm like oh my god yeah. like, like I'm gonna be like I'm gonna miss something and what's crazy is I would binge Netflix and I'd be like, I act like I can't pause yeah. the show. Like, what am I doing? So by 10 p.m., like, 
our TV is off. We're in, like my, I actually have a DND that turns on to my phone at 9.15 every day. So my notifications are off. My phone goes, I met Ariana Huffington. Um, she actually wrote a whole book about sleep and how right. she burned out. And one of the things she talked about was like having your phone turned off and away from you out of reach mm-hmm. by a certain time because she was, she literally just burnt out. Mm-hmm. And she actually puts her phone in a different room and she has like an actual alarm clock. I know. So I did this when we were, and it was crazy. I have a, I have a limit set on my phone for an hour on Instagram. And when I was here, I was like, oh my God, I'm on my phone. It would give me my hour notification on Instagram by like 9 a.m. And I'm like, what? And this was before I implemented like all of my strict routines right. and everything I had to get done. And I'm like, what am I doing on Instagram for an hour before <laughs> 9 a.m.? Yeah. Like, it's clearly not quality time with myself, my kids. Like, what am I, what do I need to scroll for? Yeah. So she said, you don't go on your phone until like your workout's done, until you've showered, gotten ready, your kids are out the door. And so I was doing that when we were, uh, when I started implementing it and it would be like 9 a.m. I'm like, wow, okay, now I'm going to look at my phone and now I'm good. And my phone will go off at 9 p.m. And it's crazy because we're such creatures of this, like, how to have it, like, literally, like, just sitting here, just... I take it to the bathroom with me. I'm like, why do I do that? Yeah, how, <laughs> how many times did you check Instagram out of reflex when it went down? And oh, like, my gosh. Oh, this is sick. Like, yeah. this is actually crazy. So once I started changing that... Yeah. I, I started getting my no, my notification that I was on Instagram for an hour by like 9 p.m. And I'm like, wow, how many hours would I have spent on social? And I actually ran this kind of experiment with one of my clients. And I said, tell me, pull up your last day. How long were you on Instagram for? And she said four and a half hours just scrolling. Isn't that crazy? In a 24-hour so, day, four and a half hours. Yeah. And it's so easy. You know, you're just quickly waiting. You're scrolling through your car. Like, it's just so crazy. And so we decided to take that time and move it to other places in her business. And now she's, like, doing, like, so much more with her day. Right. And there's nothing. And the thing is, for me, like, yes, I eat healthy. Yes, I have a strict regimen. Yes, I have, or I wake up early. But there are times where I'm like, screw it. I'm sleeping until 10. Screw it. I'm going to eat whatever the hell I want. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to binge all of season three of you because I feel like it. <laughs> Which, by the way, did you finish that? Oh, my God. So good. <laughs> so I think it's so important to not be like this, 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 and this. Like, you need to have a balance because we are human. You're not yeah. going to – it's not going to be realistic to always live like that. And I also want to enjoy life. So for me, yes, I enjoy eating healthy because it makes me feel good. It's good for my hormone balance, my skin. So mm-hmm. I do enjoy that. I love working out because it – is my own time, but at the same time, I also love just like binging. So I think yeah. it has to be a good balance for sure. And I think that's something that trips people up is like, okay, you know, it's New Year's now. I'm gonna eat healthy 24 seven. I'm yeah. never gonna eat a chip, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's just what messes people up is mm-hmm. they don't realize, you know, you're human. You have to have a balance. And like, who doesn't love a good Netflix binge day? Exactly. Honestly, it's so normal. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll just burn out. And yeah. if that's what your soul needs and you're just like your body's literally telling you you need to chill, you should probably chill. 
For sure. And that's one of the things that I've been really trying to implement for me is just like, okay, when I feel like I can't, it's probably because my body doesn't want me to, you know, I need to take a moment, Yeah. but I want to talk about something that you just mentioned about your coaching. Mm -hmm. So I was really excited to see that you're doing this because it is so up your alley. This is what women need. Like you have done it. You have done the thing that people are aiming for right now. Yeah. So do you want to talk about like how you got into it? Was there any, were you afraid to do it? Um, what do you love most about it? All the things. Yeah. So with business and the background that I come from where, you know, like I, but you know, my dad is a Filipino immigrant. My mom was a teen mom. We didn't have much growing up. So Mm -hmm. for me, when I was starting my business or when I'm starting any business, I'm not scared to lose or not have much because I've been there. I grew up like that. And I realized if I was okay then, I'll be okay now. That's really interesting that you say that because I feel the opposite. Like really? I feel, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you actually said that because it gives me a new perspective because for me, I'm always like, okay, I know what poverty is like. I know what skipping a meal is like. I know what this and that is like. So I'm so afraid to be there. But I guess I forgot that like I was fine. <laughs> exactly. You're fine. You're here now. Yeah. You're thriving. You have a business. You know, you've got to remember, look at where you are now. Right. And that's where you came from. And there ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting that you just said that. Sorry to cut you off. No, 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 not at all. So when I was going into my coaching business, well, I'll kind of rewind. When I was starting my body sharing business, Mm -hmm. I was literally winning it. Honestly, like I just, I was like, okay, I'll open the store. How about open five? And I did it all not knowing what to do. And I always felt like if only there was someone else that could help me with this, this would make my life easier. Like, I would pay them, take my money, I would pay them whatever. <laughs> yeah. And so now I've built this super successful business. It's great. It runs well. And I thought, why don't I help people start their own business? Because I was where they were 13 years ago, five years ago, whatever. Mm-hmm. I was in their position. And I would have done anything to have a business coach being like, okay, here, you need to go here, here, and here. And... With my coaching, I love that I can really customize the plans for people because some people are at different places, like where they're completely starting from scratch and other people are, okay, I already have no location. I want to open up a next one. How do I do that? And how do I balance two locations? So it depends on where they're at. So it's not like a one size fits all for my coaching, but it's been so cool to see people actually grow and you know, get their goals where they wanted to be because I've been able to help them. So for me, it's been so fulfilling. I love it. It was a natural progression where I'm like, okay, I can teach people. At first I was like, okay, I'm only going to teach people how to open body sugaring companies. Right. And then I had hairstylists, nail artists, lash artists, everyone reach out and I can help you actually. <laughs> yeah. Same principles. Yeah. So I took on those clients as well. And now I've had people from other businesses reach out and I started doing like an hourly coaching session and like one-on-one and that has also been great so it's so amazing to be able to teach people what I've learned in the past more than a decade basically what I've spent my adult life doing teaching other people and seeing them about to take a step that I know they shouldn't take and being like okay no you need to go here and them saying oh my god I don't know what I would have done if it wasn't for you wow showing me so it's been so cool to be able to be that person for these business owners and I started with my clients here in Winnipeg but now I have clients all over North America 
Wow, it's really cool. I love it. It's great. And they have access to me. I, you know, if they have a quick question, I send them a quick voice note back or a message. And it's really neat. It's kind of like, you know how people have like fitness plans or meal yeah, plans? Yeah. It's kind of like that, but for your business. Oh, that's amazing. I've yeah. even been curious for myself. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I need to hit you up. I don't yeah. know. Like, so are you just doing, I know you mentioned at first it was just sugaring businesses. Yeah. Now it seems like beauty, but now maybe other. It's, yeah. I've had someone, like I took someone on um, and she was doing like a drop shipping company. And wow. I said, I don't know if I could help you, but I can try. Hopped on the call with her and I was able to direct her in every, and I'm like, wow, okay, it's crazy <laughs> how a lot of the same business principles apply across the board and you don't even realize it. So yeah, so I did that for her and she walked out of it. She was so happy and it was cool to see her just take off and go and do what we had talked about. And so with my coaching, it's, I don't just say, yeah, you can do it. Like, of course, <laughs> yeah. like, yes, I also do help with like mindset, right? but my thing is, and this is how I work, I'm a very tangible person. Like, I want to know, okay, what do I exactly need to do yeah. to execute something? Like, don't tell me, yeah, you can do it. Tell me what I can do. <laughs> so yeah. my plans are, here are steps one to 10 that you need to get done in the next week. And people love walking away with that. And it's nothing fancy. I don't even have a website. And I have a full clientele right now. And I tell them, like, I'm not... A fancy person I'm not a techie person you'll literally get like a google doc from me so I literally number it like it would be like Taylor number one to ten this is what you need to get done this month yeah. and then they book one more call at the end of the month and we see okay did you follow those ten steps mm-hmm. and that's how it works and it's been great I love yeah. it so much and yeah my clients are amazing I'm so happy for you. I feel like, yeah, again, that's just so up your alley with everything that you're doing. You're all about empowering other people. And I think even going back to the beginning of this episode where you're saying when you first started, you know, seeing people as competition, it's harder to do that than to be working alongside people or wanting to help people. So I think naturally it just makes sense for you to do that. So I'm really happy for you. I want to know, like, of course, I want to know what is, so you said you have a full clientele. So how many many, if you don't mind me asking, how many students do you have? Like what is full for you? Cause obviously, you know, you could probably take on 10 more, but you want to give quality. So what is, how many, how many people can you? So I take on five people per month and okay. that is, I could probably, like you said, I could probably take yeah. on 10 people a month, but the five people that I'm taking on, I literally give them my all. So yeah. I will spend whatever time they need with them. I'm not just like, okay, Time's up. Can't work with anymore. Like yeah. I work with whatever that they need to get done to complete their end goal. Mm-hmm. So right now I have about I'm in my second second month of coaching. So I have about ten or eleven clients right now, mm-hmm. and it's great. So the thing is, it's I have to get all my clients off like on their plans, and if I have way too many people on my plate, I can't focus on them. So yeah. it's not just like me sitting down with them. I actually market research every single one of their competitors, um, the area that they're in. I find average pricing for the services that are being provided, what makes those other... So so there's so much that goes into... And I give them this full report of like, hey, this is where your competitors are at and this is where you stand and Mm -hmm. this is where we should go. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so that's where it is. And then I have like two of my clients that are looking at one's in the middle of opening her location and the other one's about she wants to open another location. So their plans will be different of like, hey, this is what you should look for. Mm -hmm. This is how many rooms you should have. 
this is what you should and shouldn't have in a space. Whereas, you know, they wouldn't know that kind of stuff. And what's nice is that Adam, my husband, has built all my locations. So Which I, is so cool. I know. He's, <laughs> he's literally an angel. So it's nice to have access to him, too, because when my clients show me, like, hey, here's spaces, I can show my husband, who's a general contractor, and say, okay, what do you think of this space, too? So it's really cool just to have that as well, that his whole perspective on it. Because otherwise... I would just pick up spaces and he would tell me, okay, this is a yes or a no. Yeah, that must be just so helpful. Also, the fact that he was able to build you guys this amazing home gym that you have, yeah. just like all these things. I wanted to know a little bit more about like your marriage because clearly you're very happy. Clearly you have a really good routine. So what would you say is like your, if you can come up with just one important tip for you know people who are married who have their own businesses who have kids who, who've got stuff going on like what is your your number one tip if you have one yeah <laughs> it's probably um, a lot yeah I would say there's definitely a lot like it's funny someone asked me on my asked me anything on Instagram and I said it seems like you guys never fight like you're so perfect <laughs> and it really bothered me because I'm like everyone fights everybody I mean, yeah and what's crazy is that when you're in the middle of fighting with your partner or with anyone, you're not going to be like, oh, let me quickly record this yeah. and post this on Instagram. And who would even, like, I don't even know. Exactly. <laughs> so you're not going to post those parts. You, of yeah. course, you're only going to be like, date night. Yeah. You know, like, it's, yeah. it's so different. And I'm like, we, Adam and I are so passionate, so we bicker all the time. And <laughs> yeah. I don't think that there's anything wrong with it. I think it's just like that. And we've been together. We work together. We yeah. raise two kids together. Like it's inevitable that we're going to be like have these different perspectives on things. But at the end of the day, like we're just so obsessed with each other and we're committed to each other. But I think he actually taught me this. I think the biggest thing that makes a relationship work is he asked me, what is important to you? And I'm like, I've never actually <laughs> thought about that. Yeah. And so he's like, I think we should sit down every month because it's going to change. What's important to you? So for me, I said to him, like, what's important for me is that I get X amount of time alone. I'm actually a really big introvert. I love being by myself. Mm -hmm. So I said to him, as long as if you take the kids to the park for like half an hour and I just get like half an hour to enjoy my hot coffee, yeah. I'm so happy with that. And then yeah. I'm a happier mom, I'm a happier wife. Mm -hmm. And to him, he told me what was important to him. So really being able to, you know, fulfill each other's love languages mm -hmm. at the end of the day, that's what it is. Um, I think that's important in communicating that because I'm like, he should know that I want to have a coffee. <laughs> yeah. Like, how, and he was like, I know you love that, but I didn't know that that was like important, important to you. Right. So definitely communicating. And some of the things that he told me was important. I'm like, really? Because <laughs> I would have never thought that. Yeah. So it was really interesting for him to say that. So he brought that question to the table. And ever since then, it's really changed our relationship mm -hmm. and also just making our marriage a priority. Mm -hmm. And we realized that for months, I'm like, oh my God, we haven't gone on a date. Like, mm -hmm. it's crazy. So that's when I'm like, okay, we're scheduling our date with him, minimum two to three a month. And now that's what we do. And it's been amazing. And I mean, actually from the day that Adam and I started dating, we've been parents. We've actually... Wow, hey. Yeah. Well, I had Cruz when we first met. Cruz was a baby when we had met. Yeah. And so I said to him, and he, of course you're not going into a relationship like, I'm ready to be a dad. <laughs> like, but I told him, like, it's a two for one deal. Yeah. For both of us, this is what you're getting. Yeah. And so from the beginning, we've actually never had any time where we've never 
not from parents together. So having that alone time has been so crucial for us. Yeah. And I think it's interesting that you say, you know, when he told you what his important things were, you're like, oh, like I didn't even know that because we're so used to, you know, when you live with your partner, you think, you know, all of these things, but then there's so much that we don't know. And I think it's so important that you brought that up. And I feel the same way in my relationship. I'm not married yet. Glenn, I need to get on that, but, um, you know, like I, I really prioritize our relationship. We need to communicate and I'm, I'm very happy with where we're at because of that communication. I think like when we first started dating, I'd be like, Oh, like you should just know, like, why do I have to say this? But it's so important to say that because it's so true. Everything that you experience is based on your own perception. Yeah. Right. And so when you're living with someone, especially you think, you know, but I, I love that you guys do that. And I love that you said also that you put your marriage as a priority because I think sometimes and I mean I'm not a parent but I think that for a lot of people even just what I've seen growing up is that a lot of parents will say okay kids come first before everything Mm -hmm. um and I just think again it goes back to that whole thing of like you can't pour from an empty cup you know you need to prioritize you and the marriage first because that's the foundation of everything else yeah literally It's, it's so true it's crazy and especially our kids are like they're handfuls, like they're a lot. So it's <laughs> yeah. nice for us to like regroup and just like have that alone time. Both of our love languages is quality time. So mm-hmm. yeah, it makes a huge, huge difference. Yeah, your kids are so cute. <laughs> I feel like Cruz is this like little man. I saw your story of him going trick or treating without you. <laughs> I'm like this type of person. I'm literally whatever I'll say is like, if I get rid of her shirt, I'll be like, oh my god, you know, the last time I was gonna wear that. I should have been yeah. sure. So then Adam's like, let me guess. You didn't know that was going to be the last time you trick or treated. I'm like, I didn't know. Because <laughs> his friend had messaged him last minute. I'm like, okay, fine, you can go. Yeah. He got picked up. Like, it, like the kid's parents picked him up. Yeah. And he just ran off him and trick or treating. And I was like, oh, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, with him, he's so independent and calm. And Scarlett is like, She's like mad and sassy and bossy. Okay, so you call her, what is it? Spicy margarita? Spicy margarita. I love that. (laughs) You can just tell all of your photos, all the videos, like she is spicy and adorable and all the things. Oh my God, it's crazy. Someone had asked, actually one of my assistants, like, is she as spicy as she is on Instagram? And she's like, no, she's spicy. (laughs) You know, some of the things we just don't catch on video. And I'm like, did you really just do that? <laughs> it's crazy. She just takes things and hugs them and just looks them <gasps> in the eye. And like, Stop. Okay. So I want to know, like, where does she, is it you or is it Adam oh, that she me. gets? It's <laughs> me. My mom calls it my karma because she says <laughs> it's exactly like that. Like I was yeah. just, apparently I didn't let her go. There was a, there's a fountain at Portage Place. I remember her, that fountain. <laughs> yeah. So apparently I wouldn't let my mom walk near and I wouldn't let her go on elevators. Like I was very bossy. And then I read all my report cards and it was like, Clarissa can't stop talking and she's super bossy. <laughs> Even like on the playground, I've always been a businesswoman, I guess, <laughs> but I would copy down and Burger King was giving up these free <laughs> DVD or CDs. Okay. Well, I hope people remember CDs. And they're Bakshi Boys. So you get them with all the meal. So I would get the free Bakshi Boys CDs and my dad bought me a CD player one year for Christmas. Yeah. So play and pause the Backstreet Boys songs and I would write down all the lyrics. I put them in a book and I sold them oh. on the background <laughs> for like two dollars. That's amazing. So I feel like Scarlett definitely gets my boxiness and yeah. all of that for me for sure. I used to choreograph dances. Oh yeah. wait, were you actually a dancer growing uh, up? No. Okay. 
know. But I remember, like, they wouldn't let me choreograph a dance to, like, the Britney Spears song. And I'm like, I'm going to take this up with the principal. Because <laughs> I'm going to dance to it. So, yeah, she yeah. definitely gets, like, my sass, for sure. Yeah. Poor Adam. <laughs> I feel like it's not poor Adam. Adam probably loves it. I oh, yeah. I was dying over the stories that you had where he was crying. Like, oh, she, <laughs> he was like legit crying, like actually crying. I'm like, and he was like, bye. Yeah. Have a great day. It's not your first rodeo. No. Yeah. <laughs> I was more than happy to drop her off, and he was like having the hardest time with it. Oh. He's fine now. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna ask, is he good now? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. So I, I'm wondering, like, when the kids go to school, and I guess Scarlett is only there for, like, a few hours, or? No, she's there full-time. She's actually in preschool, so she's oh, okay, okay. super advanced for her age. She is wild. Like, she yeah. talks, like, hun- she speaks hundreds and hundreds of words, full sentences, and, yeah, so she goes to school full-time. Wow. Yeah. Good for her. That's amazing. Yeah. She's so smart. Like, she can count to 30. Like, she's two. She's She was fully potty trained by the time she was two. Like, it's... Yeah. So crazy. Crazy. So I guess when the kids go to school then, what does a typical day look like for you guys? Obviously now you have a little bit more time to focus on the business or whatever else. So like what what is that time away or what has that time away provided for you guys? Oh my gosh. So we have a home office and it was crazy during COVID because our kids would like literally come running up <laughs> against the glass and we're like yeah. on meetings, like the glass is like a separator like that and we'd be like you could hear something thudding so I'm like on Zoom calls and I'm like trying not to look I'm like oh my god my children so now that they're at school out of the yeah. house we're so productive it's yeah. amazing it depends on the week but because I have to split my time up into three companies um, Adam has his own companies as well mm-hmm. so we'll depending on what needs to be done for that month like one week we'll be like okay I need to be at Bear. Um, I mostly only go to my academy location. Mm-hmm. Um, so depending on that, like one week the water flooded, so we had to go there for that. Like the so changes. So one day would be like, okay, I'll spend it all on Bear. Tuesdays I'll spend it all on my distribution company, which I have yet to launch. And like Thursday and Friday will be all coaching. Mm-hmm. So it depends on the week. Um, but yeah, we split it up by days, and it's been so productive it's great I've been getting so much done and I love it I bet I bet just yeah having that time away without kids studying on the glass yeah. is probably helpful yeah. like they're literally putting their mouths and nose on the glass and I'm like I feel like I'm guilty though like when Glenn was working from home I just barge in there I'm like can you give me attention I'm bored and this was like before I started my business now I'm like oh my god how are you not annoyed he's an angel like oh my god just his patience <laughs> he has the most patience ever because I'm a lot but you know it's fine <laughs> okay so I've been excited to ask you this question this is kind of like I guess kind of my last question for you, although I have like 7,000 more, which I'll probably ask you off air, but what would be your biggest piece of advice for anyone who wants to start their own business? The most common thing I see in all of my coaching clients is that they're waiting for everything to line up to Mm -hmm. be perfect before they do it. My biggest piece of advice is to just freaking do it yeah get your like action and just do it if you make mistakes if you screw up who cares fix it after for me for example for my bare home boxes I if I would have waited till my packaging was perfect till I got my yellow boxes Mm -hmm. till everything was perfectly shrink wrapped 
it would have been months and months. But I was like, you know what? We're going to haul in five microwaves. We're going to melt them into these small <laughs> containers. Yeah. Heat seal them, throw them into bags, stamp them, and send them off. And people didn't care. People were just mm-hmm. so happy to have the product. And then once it evolved into the yellow boxes, once we were able to get money, once we launched those, I could invest it into the boxes, into mm-hmm. the packaging. And people were like, wow, I got one of the OG kits. Like, um, it's so cool yeah. to see where it started and now the kits that we are buying. So yeah. it's so much in our own head of why we're not getting started. You can't wait for all, I mean, as much as I love the moon, you can't wait for all the stars and everything to align yeah. before you do something. You just got to do it. And I think that's been, the, like, I, for me, I'm just fearless when it comes to business like I'm scared of movies and you know <laughs> yeah. but this is, I'm like I don't care I'm just going to do it I launched my people were like you're launching your coaching business with a, a website I'm like I don't care I'm just going to do it yeah. people ask me what it is I do I'll just tell them and I'll say sorry I don't have a website mm-hmm. where I tell people it's actually just me running it so I don't have the resources to make it beautiful and fancy people don't care yeah they don't they really don't care so much of our hurdles and obstacles are literally in our own mind and I think if you can focus that people actually don't really care for everything to be perfect before you launch you can literally save yourself so much time so much heartache and literally just do it that is so important and that's something i touch on again and again here on this podcast and i don't even care i want people to hear it a million times because there is never going to be a perfect time there's never going to be an ideal situation i mean i don't want to say never but you know it's just so much better to start and perfect as you go because mm-hmm. there's so much more opportunity in that there's yeah. no opportunity in waiting no you know? there really isn't if i like i still don't have my website done if i kept waiting i would have missed out on my amazing clients i have now yeah and I don't know where it would be. So as long as you're honest, you're transparent, mm-hmm. and you just say, like, I'm just doing this. Here you guys go. Yeah. You know, people see that. People know that. And it's not like you're trying to pretend like you have something that you don't. You know, you're just being sincere with it. People will support you. People will love you. And at the end of the day, do you love it? Do you yeah. love what you're putting out? Is it the quality that you would want? And I think that's what's important. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. There are so many gems in this podcast. Thank you so much for being here so today. Welcome. This was so much fun. I feel like I just got all the goodies from you. <laughs> I love it. So do you want to pimp yourself out? Do you want to tell everyone where they can find you, your services, your businesses? Yeah, um, you can find us on Instagram for Bare Body Sugaring. It's Bare Body Sugaring, all one word. And if you want to follow me on my personal Instagram, we will get to it <laughs> at it's some point. Clarissa Cruz and my first name, there's an extra I in there. So it's C L A I R I S S A Cruz. Amazing. Thank you so much. I'm going to have all of Clarissa's businesses, links, whatever you need in the show notes. If you guys want to tune into the Tiny Moments podcast, you can catch me here every Monday at 7 a.m. Central Time. And if you want to keep up with me on Instagram, you guys already know where to find me at Taylor Francisco. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you guys next week.